Hey friend, do you agree? Life is made easy only when you get real about the struggle, real about the challenges, real about where you're at, where you're going, and how you want to get there. Do you agree? Life is messy. And also, it's so beautiful. Welcome to the Made Easy Method. Here we have fun. We do real life and find joy in the journey. I'm Tanya Kirkpatrick. I'm here with you through the process. Let's dive in. Hey friends, do you often wish that you had the secret method, a made easy method for communicating with the people that you truly love in your life? I want to tell you, while I'm still a work in progress, I have found some really great ways, methods of communication that have been proven to cause a ripple effect in my life and watching the people around me. Stay tuned as I unpack what that is and give you some tangible takeaways for an a communication style, whether you're in a family, your work environment, or simply communicating with friends. Hey friend, I am so excited today. I'm going to be talking to you all things communication. I think it's so important as we are evolving, as we're growing into that next level of the human God has designed and created us to be, communication is at the forefront, whether you are a parent you are dating, you're married, you own your own opportunity, you work within an opportunity, communication is key. It is the secret sauce to every relationship we have and have yet to experience. And so if you are listening today and you're like, oh my goodness, she's talking directly to me, get ready. You're going to want to take some notes. I'm going to talk about different communication styles what I have found to be really monumental in my life and how I'm continually open to growing because dating at John in this season has been so life-changing. I often remember in my marriage with my late husband, Jeremy, saying, I wish that you were as hungry about personal development as I am because what served us early in our marriage is not serving us now. And so if you are that person that you're like, well, I've always done it this way, and your spouse is continually throwing their hand up saying, hey, this isn't working, that you agree to potentially learn some new communication styles that will epically make an impact, not only in your relationship with your spouse, your person, but also in relationships all around you. And so as... We're ever evolving, science is shifting, all the things. It's important to stay open. And that's one of the things I truly feel that uh, continue to spur growth in my life and also in our family's life. Yesterday, I was talking with my middle daughter, Ashley, and she was talking about a book that her small group has been reading. She said that her and Jordan were having a conversation about it with parenting and communicating And I thought to myself, I have to remember to talk about this on the podcast because I so wish that I would have done that with you guys as kids. So the cool part about this entire thought process and story is I was talking to my older daughter, Bailey, this morning on the phone, and she said, Mom, in the communication style, especially after any kind of conflict, you and Dad set the tone that we hugged after 
we could have had a really emotional argument. We could have had a conflict, a disagreement. And even with our kids, when they were growing up, I was like, all right, hug it out. And they were like, what are you talking about? Because they would be done with their disagreement, their frustration. And I would always make the kids hug. I wanted them to have what I didn't growing up. And that was not the fear that it was always going to be this way. And I mean that by, have you ever had an argument or a disagreement with your loved one and you go your separate places and you have this scarcity or this heaviness that you wonder if it will ever go back to the way it was, if that person really loves you, if they really see you, if they really value you. And it was just that solidification that we're family, we do hard things and it's going to be okay. And so we had this basis and yet Ashley was talking to me about this uh, conversation around this book as a small group. And you might be asking yourself, okay, Tanya, what are you talking about small group? Here's what I mean. In uh, community, so in church, you could have a church community, having a group of people that are potentially in a similar space and place in their relationship, their families, their belief systems. So our churches offer small groups. And I watched uh, my oldest daughter have the opportunity to join a small group. She was invited in, super excited. Her and her hubby Colby got to be a part. And Ashley really was hungry for that. And in true Ashley fashion, she figured it out. And she was like, you know what? I really want that. I'm super hungry for it. I'm going to go create one myself. And so this is her small group that she put out on social media. And she was like, hey, we're doing a small group love to meet some new couples. It has been so cool to see uh, her be so excited about meeting with their small group every uh, week and her and Jordan and their growth they're experiencing. They're getting ready to have their first uh, little baby. I get to have my first granddaughter, Penelope. I'm so excited. So she goes on to tell me that when that this in this book, it's shared that when this gentleman and his wife would argue They would always come back together and love each other really well and apologize in front of their kids and hug and show love so that it was being modeled for the kids. And when I say that, I mean that the kids then, when they would need to ask for forgiveness and say they were sorry, they would do that with the parents And they would hug afterwards and pray over each other. So the parents, again, would have an argument or a disagreement. They would come back together. They would ask for forgiveness. They would love each other well and hug, embrace, and they would pray together. And I thought to myself, what an extraordinary example of humility. And I think, number one, when you're going through any kind of conflict, you need to both come to the table with humility. Ego is just easing God out. I loved hearing that. It was such a self-reflection for me as a mom, as a business owner, as a wife, as a leader in the community to realize ego is pretty ugly. And when we do things for self and not in that humility piece, we're missing out on abundant blessings and the ability to love people 
all around us and be that example. And I'm here to tell you I've done it really well at times and I've really done it not well at times. In those seasons of doing it well, the the fruit that was bared because of that, that was produced in my life was abundant. And the seasons of doing things in ego, it was dried up is the best way to describe it. And when you think about your relationship with the people around you that you truly love, you want to have this abundant fruit being born from the trees. And to be flourishing and growing and having great trees and branches. And the other day I was trimming these beautiful trees. Jeremy and I had gone to Lowe's and I was like, I want to get beautiful trees for the house. I have this deep desire to want to grow uh, and produce, you know, just this environment that's so comfortable and also conscious. And I feel like when you bring in live plants into your space, it just does something extraordinary for the vibe. And we went and bought pots. I bought big rocks to put in the bottom of of it to help drain it. And I was looking at the plants We were all sitting as a family talking and I noticed how dusty the leaves were and how overgrown they were. There were brown pieces and parts a part of the tree. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, this is horrible. My poor tree isn't being able to absorb the oxygen that it needs to thrive and I need to prune it. And I think oftentimes when we think of conflict, we don't look at it as pruning the brown branches as being able to help reoxygenate ourselves. We look at it and we think thoughts like, I hate conflict. I don't like arguing. I don't like having disagreements with other people. Instead of thinking thoughts like, when I have conflict, it is an opportunity for me to grow as a human. I love being able to talk about things that are hard because I know on the other side of that, It's not just good, it's great. I love being able to go into a hard conversation and know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, when I end that conversation, each one of the parties, we're going to feel seen, heard, and valued, and we're going to be better. We won't be bitter. Having that mind shift, that pivotal moment, I've learned at the ripe age of 47 young that it's imperative to our growth and not just our growth in our relationships outside of ourselves. As an adult woman, I now have conversations with my adult kids and I say, are you open? And they know that that I'm opening the conversation because oftentimes we can be in the heat of a moment. If they're sharing things with me, uh, maybe they just need me to listen. And in my relationship with my husband, I would often say, I just need you to listen because he would feel like he had to go in and fix it if I was frustrated about something, communicating, hey, babe, I just need you to listen. Or would you put your listening ears on for me? I'm needing some feedback. I would like for you to listen, and I'd also love for you to help me find resolution. I'd love for you to help me find solution. Makes such a difference instead of sitting down and just thinking that the other person is supposed to automatically read your mind and come to the same conclusion that you're desperately hoping for. So when I think about conflict resolution, I think of that beautiful opportunity to have the pruning process 
and the relationships with the people around us because what we've always done is not going to work for where we're always going to be going. And old ways won't open new doors. So with that being said, I was talking to Bailey this morning and I was telling her what John has taught me. John is the amazing human I'm dating and I've blessed to be dating for close to 10 months now. John talks to me often about conflict resolution. And he said something to me one time when we were having a disagreement and he said, Tanya, are we hungry? Are we tired? Are we showing up in the best space to find a solution to what we're talking about right now that is going to move us forward? And I was so taken back by the fact that he was asking me questions that clearly we were not in the space to be talking about the topic that we were discussing because I was hungry and actually I was really tired. And when I'm hungry, I'm not just hungry, I'm hangry. Can I get a witness? Anybody out there? Anybody. I mean, come on now. And so that was really important. So now when I, I'm talking to my kids and I'm giving them insight, I'll say to them, were you tired? Were you hungry? He also said something and really impactful to me because oftentimes in arguments and disagreements with my marriage, I would feel hopeless. Like, would we ever come to an agreement? Would we ever be able to find resolution and resolve and solution? And so John would say to me, are you okay if we table this until this time at this place so that I could find hope in the fact we were going to talk about it and I would know when and where so that we had the opportunity to really dial in why were we feeling the way we were feeling? Oftentimes you've heard the saying, don't go to bed angry. And with my late husband, Jeremy, we would go to bed angry and we would go not talk for gosh, days. And it often felt like I couldn't breathe. I was thinking to myself, how am I going to find resolution? Will we find resolution? I was um, constantly ruminating about it, ruminating, wondering, stressing, losing sleep, losing minutes that I could have been productive and other really moving the needle ways forward. And so finding that finite, are you open to shelf this until this time at this place where we can come back together and really have had some time to think about why we're feeling the way we're feeling? It changed the game for me. He uh, suggested this gentleman, Matt Townsend, I'm sorry, Dr. Mark Townsend, and uh, suggested that I look him up and said what an impact and a difference that he had made for him and having relationships. So I recently watched a video by Dr. Mark Townsend and he talked about the smoke. And when we're arguing or we're having a disagreement that the smoke that's happening is actually the fighting. And the fire is what's down below and that stands and represents real needs not being met. So let me give you an example. I could have been arguing with Jeremy about not doing the dishes and leaving a complete mess in the kitchen. And he is totally frustrated because he's hearing me say something completely different. 
and underlying, I have a real need not being met. Let me give you the six needs that need to be met and typically are down in the fire and that elevate to the smoke. And you may think that it's the one thing that your person is upset about, whether it's your mom, your spouse, your personal at work, whatever that case may be. You may think it's the smoke, but really it's the underlying fire and the six needs that are not being met. Number one is that you want to feel safe. Number two is you want to feel trusted. Number three, you want to feel appreciated. Number four, you want to feel respected. Number five, you want to feel validated. Number six, you want to feel encouraged. And number seven, you want to feel dedicated too. Like you want to feel that dedication from the other person. So those are seven. I said six, but there are actually seven of those. That was eye-opening to me. So now I can ask myself, do I feel safe? Do I feel trusted? Do I feel appreciated, respected, validated, encouraged? Do I feel dedication from that other person that we're going to find a solution? It's important to press pause. I'm sure you've heard that. Jeremy used to refer to me when we very first started dating as a steam roller. I can't say that I blame him because I would go from zero to 60 seconds like that. And I would be a screaming, just crazy person. I can't help but wonder if I would go back and we would have had these tools to begin with, what a different communication relationship we would have got to experience. So if you're listening today and you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, I'm going to send this to my person because you want to have them hear this, I want to encourage you with this. Start with you. Start changing your verbiage. Start changing the way that you communicate and your communication style and realize that when you get this dialed in, man, the abundant fruit that you will get to experience in your life is exponential. People will totally feel seen, heard, and valued around you, and it will change your life. It will up-level who you are, not only as your person's person, your kid's parent, your leadership style, who you are in your work environment. It will up-level you in all areas. I'm so grateful to the opportunity that I've been blessed to be a part of for the last almost decade because I had to learn that the extent that I was willing to grow myself as a person, as a human, that that would be the extent that I would grow my relationships. I would grow my finances. I would grow my impact. And so it all starts with you. It all starts with me. As an encouragement to you, guess what? Don't feel like you missed out. Don't wonder what this would have looked like because it's all human nature. You just heard me say, I can't help but wonder what this would have done for my relationship with my late husband. You can start today to make an impact and be a ripple effect, not only for yourself, for your coworkers, for your family, for your friends. And then all of a sudden you're hearing them start quoting, hey, let's get to the root of that. Did you feel safe? Did you feel trusted? And start going through those questions. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to us at the Made Easy Method. I'm Tanya Kirkpatrick. I would so appreciate you taking some time to go review us and rate us on the platform that you're streaming this podcast from. I'd love to hear your takeaways.
Have a great rest of your day. When we find something good in life, wouldn't you agree it's our responsibility to share with others so that they too can feel empowered? This podcast was created for you, specifically you, to be empowered with tools, conviction, belief, and encouragement. Imagine looking in the mirror and loving who you are as you uplevel your physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, and financial reality. Please take some time to share this with family and friends and post this episode to your social media. Also, please take some time to write a review and let me know what you loved. Here is why I'm so passionate about this project, Blessing Others. You see, I've been there, believe me. I'm a proud mama of three phenomenal daughters and one extraordinary son. I'm an over-the-moon Gigi of a beautiful, growing family. I've experienced teen pregnancy, abuse, divorce, single mom, financial struggles, and great loss when I recently lost the love of my life, making me a widow. Without a college education, I've built thriving businesses that have made me a millionaire. And more importantly, I've been so blessed to make an impact in people's lives and their trajectory. I've been a keynote speaker around the world and recently started a growing women's ministry. This past year, I found a deeper connection with my creator, and I found love again. The reality is we are all way more alike than we think we are. See you on the next episode.